and welcome back to the Passage Patrick podcast. Another sports news filled day. The NBA draft happened last night. Uh, Chet Holmgren went second to the Thunder. Gonna touch on my thoughts on that. Um, did they make a mistake? Sam Presti always has taken uh, big swings in the past at guys, and you know, uh, guys have paid off. If you look at his track record, Reggie Jackson, uh, you know, he he went out and got Russ and uh, Kevin and James Hart. He's had a, a, a great track record when drafting. Uh, I believe, I believe Jabari Smith Jr. I believe he's the best overall prospect coming into the NBA draft. Now, do I think Chet Holmgren can develop into something? I actually do. I'm one of the few people, I think, uh, that believe that he can develop into a good NBA player. I mean, I mean yeah, he doesn't have the, the prototypical uh, frame to put on weight, but a lot of guys... It takes time to put on weight. A lot of guys, they, they you know, it, it takes time in the NBA to do that. you got to get with the right conditioning coaches. you got to get with the right... Uh, uh, coaches and and build out your frame and get in the weight room and you know do some lifting it, it takes a lot of work you know when Giannis came to the league he wasn't the biggest guy and yeah I know he had the frame and everybody says if you look at him when he came to the league you could tell if he got in the weight room and put in work he would eventually uh, fill out and get his NBA body and that's one of the reasons I believe we should leave uh, Chet Holmgren alone uh, I, I think if he can uh, develop into a player... Now, I think he's more of a project. Um, the comp people have been giving him is Kristaps Porzingis. Uh, you know, he's drafted to the Knicks. Uh, I I would say he's kind of in that that realm of Kristaps. I think he has a little more speed when he, uh, with his hands and uh, getting his feet off the ground to get those rebounds. He has a little more spring, in my opinion, than uh, Kristaps Porzingis. But... For him to develop, I think OKC was the best fit. They have a good, good track record of developing these guys. They bring them in. Uh, I think they they work with the strengths of the players. And I, I think OKC was one of the best places he could have gone. Um, uh, do, do I think Jabari Smith could have gone to? Yes. Uh, and, you know, Chet could have gone to the Rockets. I think if Chet would have gone to the Rockets... I think he would not have as good a career as he's going to have with OKC. I think OKC can bring out the best in some of their young players. And, you know, that's what we've seen in the past. So I I think OKC fans should be excited. And, you know, uh, Jabari Smith, he has one of the purest jump shots uh, in the in the draft, you know, I, I'm, I'm told. And he's six foot ten. He almost resembles a little bit of a Kevin Durant uh, kind of that that comp is what people have given him. I don't know if he's as special as Kevin Durant. I I don't think so. Uh, it's too early to tell with him if the Rockets are going to be the best fit for him. That's you know yet to be seen. But the Orlando Magic they got a good player too. Uh, first uh, first overall pick. Now I think Chet and Jabari Smith have a higher ceiling than Paolo Banchero. I I I'm not even going to try and pronounce his name right. Uh, but great NBA draft, a lot of great players taken. We're going to see 
how everything works out for some of these teams. Like I said, Chet Holmgren to the OKC Thunder. I loved it. And I, I truly believe that Sam Presti and the Oklahoma City Thunder, they had their sights set on him from, from the get-go. When they saw him play uh, Gonzaga, I, I think Chet is going to be a good NBA player. I'm not going to bash on him. Uh, critique him too bad. I think he'll be a good NBA player. Do I think he'll be a star or superstar? I don't know. I think he'll be good. I don't know. It's too early to tell. Uh, OKC, though, has a great track record of developing. And so we'll see. Will he be able to develop a, a shot from the three-point line? Will his mid, mid-range mid game look like? His most important thing that he needs to work on, and that's this is just the truth of the matter, is he needs to get in the weight room, and he needs to try and put on some weight. That's the that's the most important thing he can do to prepare for the NBA. And the NBA is pretty much the only thing that's being talked about right now. You know, the, the Warriors came out and won their fourth ring, Steph Curry Finals MVP. And, and that's all great, and kudos to them. And, you know, we're, we're celebrating the Golden State Warriors right now. But um, the site's set. The sights have been set on next season already. It starts instantly, even in the NFL. Even in the NFL, we had Gronk retire uh, this last week. He has one of, he's one of the greatest tight ends to play. I think he's the best tight end ever to suit up and take the field. Um, when you just look at the overall aspect of his career, what he's accomplished, what he's been able to do, especially with Brady. Now it helps that he had Brady, but what he's been able to do is has just been incredible. So the storylines just never stop when it comes to the NBA either. And that leads us to another big topic that is taking the NBA world by storm. And I think everyone knows where I'm going with this, but that is the Kyrie Irving, the Brooklyn Nets, and the friction there. And oh, things are getting bad in Brooklyn. And I mean, look, things were not great uh, when James Harden wanted out of Brooklyn. And you could kind of tell there was you know cracks in the foundation. And this is what I talked about, uh, I believe it was last, before the start of this last season, uh, maybe a podcast episode during the season, the Brooklyn Nets just look fractured. You know, as a team, they, they did not have a cohesive unit. They could not build uh, that chemistry with each other. They, they just couldn't because of the whole Kyrie not being there. They, they told Kyrie at the beginning of the year, no, we don't want you here. If you can't give us 100% of you, we don't want 50%. And that's not wrong. That's not wrong. If you can't give uh, your your uh, your big paying job 100% of your time, then they don't want you. That's just that's just the fact of the matter. Uh, whatever huge paying job, you know, so many figures making all this money uh, above everyone else, if you can't give that 100% of your time, then they will not offer you that job. They will take that job and give it to someone else. And that same logic needs to be applied here. Now, don't get me wrong. I love Kyrie. I love his game. He makes some of the greatest plays in the league when it comes to ball handling, clutch shots. He has been one of the best players. But this is where I'm going to push back a little bit on what people have been saying. Everyone calls him one of the greatest talents. One of the uh, one of the greatest talents in the league. Uh, you, you know, you need superstars. He's a superstar. Get him in your building. Uh, but reliability is way more important to me if I'm a GM. This is where I got to push back. Look, a lot of guys are talented, and there are very few guys that have 
uh, Kyrie Irving talent. I'm, I'm not taking that away. The, the guy makes plays all, all over the court. But Kyrie has been known in the past to be you know, a little out there. No, that's not that's not pushing back too much. He's got some crazy theories. I'm not a fan of all the conspiracy theories. What he says all the time, it, it just it doesn't resonate with me. Uh, it, that's a lot of money to be paying someone who takes a lot of time off. You know, now there have been a lot of situations, a lot of stuff happening, but you have to be reliable with your job. And he took a stance with the vaccine mandate. He said he's speaking up for. People, he's given the people that don't have a voice a voice, and I'm sacrificing uh, so many millions of dollars. Uh, but you were still getting paid for all your road games. You were still getting paid for all those, Kyrie. Look, if he would have taken no money and said, "I don't want any of Brooklyn's money right now because I'm going to make a stance here," uh, I'm fine with that. That's fine. You know, I'm not. I'm not going to play, so I'm not going to get paid anything. Keep your money. But he still got paid from Brooklyn. So he gave up money, but let's be real. He's been a max player throughout his entire career. He's made a lot of money. And most people couldn't afford to take a stance like that in any other job. They had to just, you know, bite the bullet and get vaccinated. Now, there's so many different ways we could get into that and talk about, you know, vaccines and all that. I'm not, I'm not going to focus on that too much. But I have a problem with Kyrie in the past. He has been unreliable. It's not just the vaccine. You have to look at the track record throughout his career. He wasn't happy with LeBron. He said he needed to be the guy. He leaves. He goes to Boston. He soon realizes he's only there for a couple of years. He soon realizes, wait a minute, they're grooming this kid Tatum. And they got Jalen Brown, and they got this kid Marcus Smart, and they got all these kids. And this team, they're prepped for the future. So he gives up that. And he says... So he doesn't have to he doesn't have to get recruited by Brooklyn. Let's remember that. He went to Brooklyn and said, "Hey Brooklyn, guess what? I'm coming here to play. And guess what? I'm bringing this guy with me. His name is Kevin Durant because he's unhappy too." The vibe I get from Kyrie Irving is he has never been happy in any situation he's been in. He burns bridges. He just does. He burned his bridge with LeBron. He burns his burned his bridge with Boston. Excuse me. He burns his bridges with the Brooklyn Nets. He's burned that bridge. He has made it impossible for the Brooklyn Nets to pay him a max contract. And I can't blame the Brooklyn Nets. You can't give this guy max money. Uh, it's reported he wants five years, two hundred fifty some million uh, for those years, all guaranteed. Ah, you can't do it. You can't do it. Look, I, I get it. I get it. There's risk. If, if you don't re-sign him, he's going to take his talents, and Kevin Durant is going to be gone, too. I get it. There's risks. But let's look at the trends that are happening here. Because, trust me, I'm all about superstar. I'm all about player movement. Uh, movement. But let's look at the trends that have happened here. What did Memphis do last year? Um, They had an extremely good team. Now, they had Ja Morant, but remember, that team went 20-something in like three without Ja Morant. They were winning without Ja Morant, so they had a good team. I'll remind you of that. All right, what did we see with Boston? They had a good team, okay? What did we see with the Golden State Warriors? Yes, they had Steph Curry, but they had a great team, depth, players, 
And, you know, there's more examples of that around the league. The Pelicans, you know, they were making noise. Now, they didn't have Zion, and I believe that played a huge role in the Pelicans, you know, not going further in the NBA playoffs and not, not making that final push. But they had Zion, and they had young guys. Look, I love the old superstars. I do. I think they've given so much to the game. They have uh, made the game more exciting. But unless you are... LeBron James, because LeBron James is still playing at a career, uh, ultra high level in his career. He's still doing that. And Kevin Durant is too, you know, but Kevin Durant got manhandled by, you know, a bunch of kids in Boston. They, they roughed him up. He didn't like how they uh, were playing the game. They, they pushed him around. My point is this, the league is changing and Brooklyn do not fold for a superstar. I'm just here to tell you, don't fold for a superstar especially Kyrie Irving. You can't fold for Kyrie Irving. Look, if this was James Harden, I would have a much easier time signing James Harden than I would Kyrie because James Harden shows up to work. He comes in, he's on that team plane, he's on that team bus. You never have to worry about him taking three months off because, you know, he had a <laughs> a bad day. <laughs> Let's be real. He had a bad day, so he doesn't feel like playing today. And, you know, the reports about Kyrie Irving is Kyrie Irving has a problem with everything. Uh, practice is held at a certain time. He wants it later on at this time. Um, the, he, he was holding practices after the coach got done with practices. Steve Nash would run his scrimmages and his practices, all right? And Kyrie Irving would then, after that practice and after that a scrimmage with his team, Steve Nash would say, all right, great practice today. Kyrie Irving would grab players, selected players. He didn't grab all the players. Selected players and run their own practice. What is that? If that's, that's causing division in your company, you can't have that. You can't have division caused like that. You can't have the boss say, all right, everyone, clock out, have a good day. And then an employee who's, you know, one of the best employees say, all right, thanks, boss. Oh, wait, everyone, stop. Uh, we're going to work another few hours. All right, bye, boss. That just doesn't work. All right, it just doesn't work. And that's when you have a dysfunctional uh, team chemistry starts uh, starts coming in. Look, I'm a Washington Commanders fan. I know all about dysfunction, like I've said. And I can see dysfunction from a mile away, and the Brooklyn Nets are dysfunctional right now. It is time to move on from Kyrie Irving. Like I said, I don't have a problem if you're going to pay KD. I don't got a problem if you're going to pay James Harden. I don't have a problem to pay... Oh, my God, I'm trying to think. I, I don't really have a problem to pay any other superstar, even Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard is stable. He stays out of the media spotlight. He doesn't create waves. Kawhi Leonard, I'd have no problem paying that. Come here, Kawhi. We're gonna we're gonna win. Yeah, you may not be playing every uh, game, but look, I know you're not gonna create rifts in the franchise. I know you're not gonna run secret practices. I know you're not gonna you know go off about a subject. I know that you're not gonna create rifts. I know that you're going to be on that team plane, team bus, there to play at the arena. I know you're gonna be there. Here's your money, <laughs> Kyrie Irving. You just don't know it. You just don't. And that's where I have a problem. And the Brooklyn Nets need to do their homework and look at their track record. They need to go back and see, okay, yeah, actually, 
want to touch on something else. Him and Kevin Durant are not all that different. I believe that Kevin Durant may burn the Brooklyn Nets too. Look, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving have one thing in common because they're they're friends. You know, Kyrie Irving was talking last year. I ain't leaving seven. I ain't leaving him in Brooklyn. That, that's my boy. And they have one thing in common that I believe makes them friends, and that's the fact they run away from things that are good. You have certain people that are in a great, uh, great position, uh, you know, happy, and for some reason, some of these people, they they, they just end up in content and in a great situation, saying, "No, no, no, I'm switching, I'm switching it up." You know, a, a guy in a company could be making a certain amount of money, things going great, he's on track to be, you know, moving up in the company, and just because he gets, you know, something said to him, you know, something, you know, that rubs him the wrong way, just because he gets told something he doesn't like, or says, hey, you know, you need to improve in this way, he gets upset, and he just moves, he just moves to another team, that's, that's not reliable, that doesn't deserve the big bucks, that's saying you can't be tied down, you're not all in on our philosophy, you're not going to come to work, and that's what Kyrie Irving is doing. That's what Kyrie Irving is doing. Because the Nets are pushing back on him, because the Nets are pushing back and they're deciding to make this a point and say, look, we want guys that are here uh, that want to be here. We want those guys. We don't want people that don't want to be here. And that's why they sent Kyrie away. That's why they sent him away. And even Kevin Durant, you know, I believe he was on the Nets side. And Ky- or Kevin Durant was on the Nets side and Kyrie Irving saw that and he was like, really? And Kyrie Irving left. But then what did Kyrie do? Kyrie was, you know, minding his own business and here come the Nets. They ended up coming back to him and saying, wait, you can come just play road games. We, we need you. And I just think this situation is bad. I don't think it's going to end well. I think Kyrie uh, needs to be let go. It, 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 you can be in toxic relationships, but when the time comes, you got to know when to let the toxic person uh, go. You can't keep trying to hope that he changes. Kyrie is not going to change. Kevin Durant and Kyrie are the same people. Kevin Durant's just a little more stable. All right, Kevin Durant left the Golden State Warriors in a great situation because he got his feelings hurt. Get over it. Talk to talk, talk to Draymond. You know, fight for the opportunity to stay with that team. You're going to win more championships. You're going to win more. You would have won another one this year. You're in a great situation. Um, OKC, I believe that was a good situation. I mean, yes, he couldn't win with Russ. He knew that. But you could have stuck it out because that's your team. Look look at what Giannis did. That was a good situation. Not great. So you go to Golden State and you're not in a good situation. You're in an amazing situation. You're winning. And all of a sudden you have a riff, riffle, you know, and uh, Draymond causes, you know, uh, issues with you, and what do you do? You up and go to Brooklyn because y- you, like Kyrie, want to be the guy. You know, we want to go to a, a situation where we're going to, you know, win with this team and we're going to bring them out. And like I said, the Nets didn't have to do any recruiting. These guys showed up on their doorsteps and wanted to play for them. The the Nets didn't have a say. They were like, yeah, we're going to play for you. And that's like, okay, what are we going to do? But now the Nets need to step up and they need they need to take a stand here and tell Kyrie, look, we're willing to give you this. We'll we'll give you a year, two-year deal, non-guaranteed, non-long-term you know, commitment. We'll give you that. We don't have a problem giving you that, but we can't go all in on you, Kyrie. We just can't and because of the track record. And then let them walk, all right? 
Because uh, a few of the teams that Kyrie wants, and this is what we're going to talk about next, uh, the Lakers, he wants the Clippers, he would go to the Mavs, you know, he, he would si- sign with the Knicks, uh, the 76ers, I'm going to tell you what teams I believe are, are right for him and what teams I, I don't believe. But right now we have to get into a, a lovely little segment that I just love so much. Uh, take it away, Archie. I mean, I dropped out in the fourth grade to run drugs to support my now. That means you have to know the triumphs and defeats, the epic highs and lows of high school football. Thank you so much, Archie. I love it. I love to go into our highs and lows of the week. It brings me so much joy to talk about the most exciting things I've seen in sports and you know, the things I haven't liked in sports. Uh, we're going to start out with the low of the week. I did not like how Alvin Kamara got into trouble in the offseason. Um, really bad situation. Uh, he is one of the ultra-talented uh, running backs in the league. He makes all the amazing plays for the Saints. Uh, he 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 needs to be on that team. The Saints need him because you know Michael Thomas is gonna come back. But the Saints are in a weird position where they need all their X Factor players, and it's reported that he's going to face a six game suspension. Uh, he for breaking a man's eye socket. <laughs> Uh, we all know that that happened um, around the Pro Bowl time, before the Pro Bowl, uh, and I, I'm just not a fan, not a fan, of this behavior by Alvin Kamara, because he, he's one of the X-Factor players for the Saints. So that's my low of the week. Like, I'm disappointed because I think the Saints have a, a good shot this year to, to go pretty far. They got a you know, solid team, but they really needed all their X-Factor players. And this this suspension uh, hurts them. And if it's for six games, that's a long time. This is a long time. Um, now to one of the highs of the week. I, I think this is one of the uh, more exciting things. Uh, the Lakers signed Shaq and Scottie Pippen's sons, Sharif and Scottie Jr., uh, you know, after the NBA draft to play on their summer league team and, you know, have a shot. One of the highs. Look, you cannot go wrong with this with this move right here. Uh, worst case scenario, uh, they flame out in the summer league. They're not as good. You let them go. They sign up with another G League. You know, best case scenario, you know, they they make it to the G League on the Lakers and want to, you know, get called up during the season. I don't think uh, either of them will make the team, you know, make that, that final spot. But the G League, they could make the G League team. Uh, that wouldn't hurt them. And I, I think Sharif, you know, he was... He was at uh, in college. He had to leave. He had to have surgery. He went through his trials. Um, not too familiar with Scotty's situation, but you know, Scotty Pippen Jr. Uh, he's probably got some game. Uh, the, these guys uh, definitely, I think, will make an impact for the Lakers in the summer league. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll see though. Two young guys. That's my high of the week. You can't go wrong. That's what I'm saying. Some of these moves you just can't go wrong with <laughs> if you're an NBA team. And we are going to segue back into the Kyrie situation. We got to talk about our highs and lows. But then we got to talk about some of these teams that Kyrie's uh, going to go to and what the best fit would be. Um, I've not been a fan of Kyrie's uh, way of handling things. That's just, you know, I've stated that. Not been a fan of it, uh, the way he's handled the Brooklyn Nets and all the situations uh, that they've gone through uh, with him. Because I think that the Nets need to take a stand and let Kyrie walk. Now, after they let him walk, what 
situation is best for Kyrie. Uh, there's been a number of teams linked to him, uh, rumors about where he's going to go, where he's going to take his talents. Um, now, granted, he would have to leave a lot of money on the table. He'd have to leave 30-some million on the table to walk away from the Nets because the Nets, they've offered him you know, the player option. So he can play next year and make 30-some million. And he's lost some money uh, when he took his stand and did did not play. So he, he could make some of that money back, uh, no problem. Um, the Nets have zero leverage, though, because if Kyrie leaves, uh, you better believe Kevin's going to be gone. They'll take a trade package for Kevin. Somebody could get Kevin Durant. Somebody could luck out this offseason. But what situation benefits Kyrie Irving if he decides to leave? Well, it's been reported he wants he would go to the 76ers. For me, that situation does not work. You just played with James Harden. Uh, for You know, didn't play a lot together, but you played with James Harden. Uh, what, what's James Harden's mindset about you? Uh, James Harden kind of wanted to get away from the Brooklyn Nets situation. I think James Harden, you know, he's he's kind of handled things the wrong way, but even he got to Brooklyn. He's like, whoa, what's Kyrie doing here? <laughs> what is this show right now? Yeah, and James Harden, for his credit, he went out there uh, with a bum leg, you know, a year or so ago and, you know, tried to make it to the through the playoffs. He, he gave it his all a couple of years ago for the Nets. Um, but it, it's just, it, it shows you that that's not going to work in Philly. I think James Harden and Joel Embiid, you know, they got Tyrese Maxey there. He's coming out. He's coming alive. I don't, I don't want to bring that distraction into my team because we just got rid of a really bad distraction in Ben Simmons. And I don't feel like bringing another distraction into my team. If I'm the Brooklyn, or excuse me, if I'm the 76ers, Philadelphia 76ers, I don't want that. Uh, he's been linked to the Mavs and the Heat. Uh, heat, he would butt heads. That's not going to work. Pat Riley lo- loves to run a, a tight ship there in Miami. Uh, I, I don't think that's going to work. I think he would butt heads with Jimmy Butler. Uh, the Mavericks, uh, Mark Cuban and Luka Doncic. Uh, I, you know, they have Jason Kidd that's their coach. He inspired them guys to play hard. Uh, I believe they listen to their coach. I think Kyrie's, you know, kind of anti-coach. I just don't think he's all into the, you know, he, he likes to do things his way. He's not all into following a direction and orders and, you know, playing how a coach would want you to play. You know, he's been linked to several teams, Clippers. I could see him going to the Clippers. That team would probably work for me. Why go to the Knicks if you're Kyrie? In my opinion, why are you going to go from Brooklyn to New York Knicks? Like, you're, you're not going to win there. Uh, Knicks fans would love it but Kyrie probably won't feel like showing up and playing, you know, at Madison Square Garden. Just going to take a guess. <laughs> when he gets around that team and he sees how uh, how they're, they're functioning, I, I don't think he's going to. Now, he would probably love the freedom because New York would say do whatever you want and the money would be good, but, you know, he wouldn't be winning another chip or anything. Uh, Clippers, I, I think, you know, Ty Lue, he, he likes, he, you know, they respect Ty Lue. He's the coach. Uh, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George. I, I The two teams that I see him going to, now this is just me, are the Clippers and the Lakers. If he's going to leave uh, the Nets, he's going to go to either of those teams. And he's talked about how he handled things with LeBron, and he is mad at the way he handled things. You know, he regrets being that young kid who wanted to, you know, take all the credit and be the guy you know, for for that team. He he regrets that. He said he had to call LeBron up and apologize. So 
the thing is, if he has mended fences with LeBron, like he has said, I like, uh, nay, I love the Lakers for him. He could make it work in, you know, the Clippers. He could make it work. Uh, but, you know, Steve Ballmer, he's a really rich guy, and he's gone all in on his superstars. And I think uh, Steve Ballmer has seen what where the league is trending in youth, and I don't think he's going to take on another older superstar because he's already got Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. He's already got one guy, Kawhi Leonard. Uh, he's got one guy that's not showing up right now, not playing unless he is 100% completely healthy, which I think is impossible if you're a pro athlete. I think you will never be 100% all the time. Uh, LeBron was, he he proved everyone wrong. He was pretty much 100% the whole time in his career. But the last few years, he's gotten, you know, nicked and bruised up. So I don't think the Clippers would want Kyrie. The only other team would be the Lakers, and I love the Lakers for Kyrie. Okay, they they could pay him uh, a tax exemption money. I think it would be around six million. You know, so he he would still make around that. He would have to take that money for this next year uh, to play with them. But he would reunite with LeBron. That's a huge plus. He would reunite with LeBron, and it's the Lakers, and they have a lot of dysfunction right now. And what is Kyrie? Kyrie has a lot of dysfunction uh, that he thrives in if it's a team. When it when it comes to Kyrie uh, thriving, I think he loves the dysfunctional situations because he can then in turn do what he wants to do. And I don't even know who's running the Lakers. Is it Genie Bus? <laughs> Is it Rob Palenka? Uh, there's there's been rumors of other people uh, running it. Uh, LeBron is is he running a lot of the stuff? I don't know. I really don't know. If they did a sign-and-trade, they would have to give up something. If they could get out of the Russell Westbrook situation, that would be beneficial. I just believe, I believe that the Lakers are the best fit for Kyrie Irving. And if he leaves Brooklyn, he's going to L.A. And then he got problems, Brooklyn, because KD wants out. Oh, going to be an exciting NBA offseason. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the podcast today. Uh, Hit me up on all my social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter. Uh, Keep up to date. Leave a review if you like the podcast. Uh, Tell me what I can work on. Tell me what, uh, if you like it, you know? Um, uh, Get the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. And have a good one, guys.